Alright, what's up nation? Now before we get to the show, I'd just like to leave a little disclaimer for you um, about the content of the show. Now, when you hear me say things on here, I don't want you to take them as fact immediately. I want you to do your own research, and I want you to decide what you think for yourself. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I'm no better than any mainstream news source out there if I tell you what to think. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be someone you can trust. So do your research if you want to learn more about a topic I've talked about and decide what you think for yourself. Anyway, let's get right to the show. Alright, Nation, we're back. Just kidding. It's not the show yet. Um, I just wanted to leave a little disclaimer because I don't want any of the bands or people that I interview or any ads if I had them to uh, to feel like they kind of got uh, gypped or anything because... Uh, I I have pretty strong beliefs on many things and I just want to make sure that you guys know that I'm that no one on that's featured on my podcast no guests no interviews no bands agree with what I say unless they explicitly say okay that's the only time and unless it is said that they don't agree with me as far as I know, they don't know what a politic is. All right, it's uh, it, but there, it's just uh, it's just music that I like and people that I want to talk to. So, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Just what I want to say before we got to the show. Without any further ado, let's get to the show. Greetings, nation! You just tuned in to another episode of your favorite podcast, Phenomena Nations, on 88.5 Crap Radio. Spewing the truth since 2018, I'm your host, Max Pichette, and today we're going to have a bunch of awesome, awesome fun stuff that we're going to be talking about. We're going to review an album from one of the bands that has agreed to let us use their music. Um, Social Intolerance by Objector. We played a song by them last episode called Toxic Storm. And it's a really cool, really cool Belgian thrash metal band. And that's really cool, you know? I like to have uh, music from all around the world because then you get, like... Because, like, the Cooler Doors, um, we had them on... We played their music last uh, uh, episode. They're a uh, blues rock type band. And uh, you would never... I would have never thought that, that they were from Germany, you know? And it's just uh, really cool to hear what other, what other countries have to offer as well. So, you know... Again, they're a Belgian thrash metal band. Um, we're uh, going to be reviewing their second album, Social Intolerance. Don't want to get too much into that now. We'll get into that uh, next segment. Uh, we're, uh, we're probably going to talk a little bit about COVID from my standpoint. Um, you know, And again, we always look at it from other sides, but whatever. And yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of other stuff that we, uh, that we're going to talk about, um, food, maybe, I don't know, I don't know, fun stuff, music, obviously, and, yeah, maybe, uh, I just like to make observations of the world around me, and that's kind of what this podcast is, it, it, like, that's exactly what it is, actually, it's not, like, formatted to, like, reading the news or anything, it's just me giving my thoughts on the world around me in, like, as unfiltered as I can make it, you know, like, without, uh, self-censorship, you know, because that happens a lot, self-censorship, it's, and it kind of sucks, and it, like, I do, I'm so guilty of it, I do it often, and, uh, you know, I'm not very proud of it, but, you know, it's kind of, that's good water, you know, it's just kind of, like, a thing that you do when you're, like, uh, like me, I'm a libertarian, you know, and it's kind of like, it's like, there's just so many people that kind of don't understand, and you, you just don't want to make anyone mad, you know, and as much as, like I said last episode, as much as I don't care, I truly could not care what people thought of me or my beliefs, it's just that, I don't know, I just don't like people being mad at me, or like, not like me, I don't know, it's, it's just kind of like, whatever. And again, like I said, no matter how much I don't care, I'm still going to care a little bit. So, whatever. Um, we're just going to go uh, to a break. We're going to play you a song from the newest addition to the Phenomena Nation's uh, band count. I'm going to read you all their names, just so you know. And again, I, I, I said this last episode, but every single one of these of these bands was really communicative. Really nice people, and they just got back to me, and it's just really nice to have these people talk to me and stuff. Um, Homesick Holiday is the newest one. Um, they're a pop-punk band, and again, I, I do like pop-punk. It's a, it's a good genre of music. People are like, what, you don't, you, you, I thought you just listened to Brutal Death Metal. No, no, I listen to other stuff, you know? Like, um, so, Homesick Holiday, uh, Troll. Uh, they're a very cool funk metal band. Um, Cold Shoulder, hard rock, heavy metal. Um, really, again, uh, those guys are really cool. They just put out a new single, which we might play this episode. So, um, Ezrea, a cool metalcore band from New York. Um, 40 Open, another pop-punk band. They're from Arkansas, really cool guys. Um, Objector, we just talked about them. They're going to be our album review of, uh, of today. And RC, of course, uh, from episode 96. He was, that was the first time we had him on, played his music. Um, he's from some Freedom Rallies and stuff, and he's a really cool dude. I saw him uh, perform, and I messaged him, and he was like, yeah, sure, you can use my music. I asked if I could, if I could use his music, and he was a really cool dude. And then, uh, the Cool Adores, we talked about the, uh, did I talk about them? Yeah, I think I did. And, yeah, they're a German blues rock band, so, you know, and we just have a lot of, like, we have, like, variety here, and, you know, it's really cool to have this kind of music, uh, just this such a diverse, uh, kind of range of music here. But anyway, coming up next, we have Homesick Holiday with... What's your name? Coming up next on Phenomena Nation's podcast. 
We'll be right back. For the right time. Now they're both gone and it's on tonight. Everybody's pulling up, filling their cups, getting super drunk. And then I see her passing by. But she's surrounded by a bunch of other guys. So I grab my comb and fix my hair. I think I'm gonna screw it all up, but I don't care. I said, hey, what's your name? And she said, Alright, Nature, we're back uh, with another awesome segment of Phenomena Nation's podcast, and uh, I just uh, I just saw something cool on, well, I saw it earlier, and I just thought about it. Um, Rectum Torture made a meme about me, which is awesome, and it's like a, a cool meme, too, like, uh, when about when he was on the show, and uh, you can go check that out. Um, we left the link to his Instagram, in which you can check it out in the last episode, so go do that. And it's a really awesome meme. And, uh, yeah, yeah, go check that out. It's a, it's about, um, one of the questions I asked him, and it's really funny, actually. So, li- go listen to the interview, but also go and, uh, you know, do, uh, do, do, do your thing. Uh, go check out the meme as well, so we can, uh, yeah. I'm trying to get out of... I do this all on my phone, alright, so every single thing I do is on my phone, just, well, just about, I never record on a computer, I don't edit on a computer, I don't, uh, come in contact with bands on the computer for the most part, and I don't, uh, uh work with any music on the computer for the most part, 
So, oh no, no, I just thought that was cool. Anyway, reviewing uh, Objectors' second album released in 2018, um, Social Intolerance, which is a really cool name for an album. And uh, again, this is, this album has probably the best cover art that I've seen in like ever. You know, like that in my lifetime, from 2006 to now, I haven't seen a better album cover. It was just so sick. All right, you'll have to you have to go and look at it. We'll uh, we'll leave a link to their. Um, well, we'll leave a link to their band camp, and then you can go from there. It's Objector. And, uh, yeah, so let's get right into it. I don't want to waste any of your time, because this is a really awesome intro. Or, uh, intro, uh, album. Um, we're going to start out with the first two tracks. It's, uh, Intro and Life Denied. These, you know, maybe uh, going by each track isn't the best way to do this. But, anyway, uh, I, th these, the intro is really cool, because it doesn't, like... Like, if you listen to, uh, like, uh, Guar, alright, Beyond Hell, the intro leads directly into, um, War is All We Know, but in this one, the intro doesn't directly lead into Life Denied, which is the second track, and it still fits, it still sounds awesome, it, uh, it, again, there's, like, no music in the... I think it's just a clip from a movie. I'm not sure. It sounds familiar, but anyway, it doesn't. There's no music in the intro, but it kind of just leads right into it, and it sounds natural, and I really enjoy that. But and then when he when Life Denied kicks in, it's just like the sick thrash drums and the like face melting like shreds and stuff, and it's awesome. And uh, this album was released in 2018, and overall, I. I don't want to, like, go too much away from the album, but I'm more... I, d don't hear me. Don't, like, get mad at me for this, you uh, metalheads. I think I prefer new wave metal... New wave thrash to old school. Don't get me wrong. I love old school. All right? M one of my favorite albums ever is Killing Is My Business. But I like the sound of... New Wave Thrash. Oh, just a little bit better. That's And again, that's not to say that I don't like Old School Thrash. Because Old School Thrash is just amazing. There, There is... The, the world would be so much different without Old School Thrash, I think. And in fact, it has led the way for New Wave Thrash bands. Which, Objector would be in the New Wave Thrash. And, uh... You know, it's just really cool that just to hear this, uh, and I, I enjoy it because you can hear the nuances and influences from old school, old school thrash and the new wave stuff. But there's just, uh, there's just, uh, there's just something else that, um, that new wave thrash has that I really enjoy. And again, like I said, old school thrash is still one of my favorite genres ever. Alright, but anyway, um, third track, um, My Mind Insane, it, it, it's just a good track. There's, uh, I really enjoy the drums in that one. Um, 
the vocals are on point as well. As they are throughout the entire album. One thing that two things that I did notice, and now the bass and guitar that doesn't mean like there's no good bass and guitar, but what I noticed more of was the drums and the vocals. And that's another thing I prefer about um, new new wave thrash bands to old school is I prefer the drums and the vocals oftentimes. Again, it's not always, but oftentimes I will find myself enjoying old school thrash vocals more I mean new school new wave thrash vocals better than old school and same with drums you know like the drums just it's not like too technical but it's just it's very satisfying almost it was would be the best way I could put it and it's just so awesome um then the next song not of this world again it's just a it's just another track there's no filler on this album, you know, but it's just, this is really, this is a good track, but there's not too much I can say about it, because it's just, it, it's simply good, you know, and, um, it, and then on to the next track, Alarm, now this is, this is, this is, uh, I think they do like this cool thing with guitar, with the guitars in this song, in Alarm, and it, it's really, it's really cool, the kind it's very hard to explain, but the way that it sounds is just really cool, and you have to listen to it to understand, but it's just, like, really sick, you know, like, it's, it's same with, um, uh, well, I'll get to that, but it's, a, it's similar to Toxic Storm, not in the way it's played, but the way that the guitars sound cool, you know, and then the next track after Alarm is Social Intolerance, uh, the title track of the album. Now, this song is... Oh, it's sick, man. It's it's so legit. It's it really kind of... This, this track, Social Intolerance, you know, of course, it, it, like it, it's the title track, but it embodies the entire album, I think. It has everything. It has the sick drums. It has the awesome guitars, and the great vocals, and the bass, it's, it's just, everything is on point with that song, you know, Social Intolerance is, it's probably one of my favorites, overall, I think my favorite, though, is, well, we'll get to that later, um, and then I was talking about Toxic Storm, we played this on our last, uh, last episode, after our interview with, uh, Rectum Torture, uh, Marcellus Hill from Rectum Torture, and Toxic Storm is just a tight track altogether, and I and I really do enjoy it. This is an awesome, awesome song all around. And again, like I was saying, the guitars do this really cool thing. And wow, wow. Again, it's kind of hard to explain. It's just hard to explain music. You kind of just have to listen to it to understand it, and then understand it to listen to it. You know, it's it's just not it's not a thing you can like explain. You know, good music. You, you can't explain good music. It's, um... You, when you're talking about good music, people aren't gonna understand what you're saying. You know? Like, if you say, oh yeah, the new Taylor Swift track just sounds very poppy. People know what you're talking about, you know? But, when you're talking about, oh yeah, this song Toxic Storm by Objector has this really sick guitar thing that they do, you're like, people are, okay, that's, that's great, but what is it? What does it sound like? And you have to listen to it to understand it. And I think that this album is a really great 
album an example of you have to listen to it to understand it. You know, you can't just talk about social intolerance and exp- and same with the la- uh, same with last week's episode. Uh, we reviewed um, Shark Pinata by what uh, Troll and and especially funk metal as well as as well as thrash. It's uh, something that you don't just explain. It's something that you live through. You know, you like listen to it and you are overflowed with these emotions, you know, and it, it kind of just, it's, it's a, it's an emotional thing almost, you know, and like, it is, it's just a lot of music you can't, un- you can, you can explain what it is, but when it's, when you can't under uh, can't explain why it's good, that means it's really good. Because there's just so many things and so many different things, just so many things, and just little things and big things even that it would just, it's too hard to explain because, and you just have to listen to it to truly understand and get what it is, you know, and that's kind of what this album is. Um, and then the final song, the final song off the album, Vengeance Will Be Mine. It, this is a tight track, man. Like, I, I, w- I would, um, this is a, I don't know what to say about it even. It's just awesome. You know, the, the, even like the name of the song is so mundane, you know, like every, everyone says vengeance. Well, it's in kids shows, you know, but just the way that they portray the vengeance will be mine saying the, the phrase is just really awesome in the song, you know? And just the, again, the guitars and the drums and everything just, and the vocals, and it all just kind of blends together, and it's all just throughout this album very, very awesome. And I just love it. You know, this album is tight. It's probably one of the best I've heard in a while, actually. Um, Favorite track? I'm going to have to go with... uh, the second track, you know, Life Denied, it's, and it's, and it's, it's more like a, it's just a way that it kind of hits me, you know, it's, it's, it's just the way that I, like, listen to it, and it was like, whoa, this is so sick, and I remember the first time I, I listened to it, I like, whoa, this is awesome, you know, and it, and it's just the same for, it's like so much other music, like, whoa, like, the first time you listen to it, it was like, whoa, this is so sick, and that's kind of what I thought when I was listening to Life Denied. So, that's kind of my favorite song. And then, my least favorite song off the album? I don't know. It's so hard to pick. Um, I'm going to have to go with the intro. Can I do that? I don't know. It's my show. I go with the intro. It's my least favorite track. Um, and now, to rate the album out of ten, nine and a half. You know, like, I don't want to give it a 10 because, you know, like, it's only like a, like a, what is it, nine tracks, nine, eight tracks, it's only an eight track album, you know, and that's why I didn't, actually I'll give it a nine, not nine and a half because that's just weird, and that's the same reason why I didn't give Trolls um, Shark Pinata a 10, is because it does, like, I just want so much more. And, of course, they have the first album, but I want more of this album, you know? And, again, Stand Your Ground, the uh, Objector's first album, is amazing. But it's, it's, uh, we're talking social intolerance here, you know? Like, 
it's just so, it's just an awesome, it's just overall an awesome record. Um, we're going to play my favorite track off the album, Life Denied, coming up next on Phenomena Nations. Um, after, but, uh, should I save this? Uh, let's see, how long have we been going here? Um, I don't know, I'll, I guess I'll save it for next segment. Um, anyway, uh, coming up next, uh, we have, on Phenomena Nations, we have Objector with their track, the second track, if you include the intro, off their album, Social Intolerance, Life Denied. Coming up next on Phenomena Nations, will be... Will not 
Alright Nation, we're back. Um, you just heard Life Denied by um, Objector on Phenomena Nations. We just reviewed their album Social Intolerance. And uh, this album is going to be a little bit more fun, I think. Um, I want to talk about, uh, number one, um, you, some of you, well obviously you kind of noticed that I was saying we're on 88.5 Crap Radio, I want to get to that and what that is, for those of you who don't know. Um, and second, uh, we have a meme page, a Phenomena Nation's meme page, so you can uh, check that out and I'll talk about that in a second. Actually, we'll start with the meme page first. Alright, today I put up a new meme page, so we post memes, dark humor, heavy metal, politics, whatever, all different kinds of memes, and, you know, it's pretty cool, uh, it's, uh, it's only a day old now, so, and we only have about three memes up, we have, um, one about, uh, Queen Elizabeth, one about JFK, and then one about the band Suicidal Tendencies, so it's, uh, and we already got a few likes, so it's pretty cool. That's good water. And yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. I hope to see it grow as well as my podcast. So, you know, we'll see how that turns out. And, um, you know, yeah. So that's fun. Again, you can go and find that at PNMemes15 on Instagram. And it's also in the description of my podcast. So official underscore pnpn you'll find that in the description or the bio of that and uh yeah so it's you can find it at pnmemes15 or in the description or the bio of official underscore pnpn so that's what you can do there if you want to go support our meme page we post all the all the funny memes dark humor of course and because that's like the best type of humor i think and uh, stuff like that but yeah anyway as for uh, 88.5 Crap Radio, that is, um, that was kind of created out of, uh, I was just watching a couple YouTube videos and I saw this video about how to do like a pirate radio station, which is, which is exactly what it is. It, it only broadcasts about a thousand feet and I'm trying to, I've been trying to get some money so I can, uh, buy a bigger one, so it broadcasts, like, seven kilometers, a pirate radio station, but anyway, um, anyway, the, the main point of what I was trying to, uh, what I'm saying here is, uh, it's just a pirate radio station, it only, and like I said, it only broadcasts about a thousand feet, um, to one radio station, and 80.5 crap radio, or 100.5 as well, because it broadcasts to two, so, you know, that's cool, and, um, yeah, and that's kind of, kind of what it is, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a thing that I bought online for, like, ten bucks, and it's broadcast, a little FM radio station, uh, I made sure that there was no other radio station on, uh, 88.5, so, and I got a pretty, uh, big radio, like, and it has a very sensitive antenna, so I didn't pick up anything really, so, and even, so, it, it's, it only broadcasts a thousand feet, like I said, so, even that, uh, for what it is, it's just a small little block with a, with a thing, with an on and off button and something that I can, uh, use to change the, the, the frequency at, and it broadcasts a thousand feet, and it's really, really cool, so, and, uh, the reason why I called it Crap Radio, spelled with a K, um, 
is because it was a Voivod song from the from their album Infinity. We actually um, we actually did a review about it a couple episodes ago, and uh, it's a really good album. Prog thrash. It's a uh, they're one of the big four of Canadian thrash metal. So, but anyway, yeah, I just really liked and enjoyed the song, so I decided, hey, why not? We could play. We could just name it Crap Radio, because you know I didn't have anything else. To name it, and it's a good song, so I was like, alright, whatever. And, uh, yeah, so it kind of took me a while to figure out all the little things, but I think I did, for the most part, I have a a lot of the little things worked out, and, um, I have a a bunch of other, I'm trying to, again, like I said, I'm trying to get some money, so, to, to buy a bigger one, which would be cool, I could maybe reach a small town from, from there, maybe, I don't know, it's, but, anyway, like, like I say, it's, um, very fun, I guess, it's, oh yeah, it's fun, it's fun to tinker around with, you know, like, I could play, I play Lich King lots on there, you know, I'll play a lot of Lich King, um, and what have you, I, uh, I think I played some Cannibal Corpse on it before, so it's fun, you know, if someone drives by and they're scanning the radio, uh, they'll get like a <gasps> like just a brutal gutter roll or something, or like a awesome, awesome face melting shred from Lich King or whatever. And it's it's fun. It's it's just fun to play around with. I really do enjoy it. So anyway, without any further ado, let's uh let's play a song for you guys. I uh, um I don't know what we're gonna play right now. I have a lot of good music from a lot of great bands, and it's so hard to choose because I don't want to be like, oh, well, uh, ah, uh, well, well, let's play my favorite Troll song. We uh we reviewed their EP Shark Pinata uh last episode, so you can go and check that out. But we're gonna play a song not off of that. We're gonna play my favorite song by them actually, uh, Vertigo. Which is, it's a cool song, really, I, I really enjoy the the guitar, it's just super catchy and stuff, and it's, uh, yeah, so that's coming up next on Phenomenation, Vertigo by Saul, the Portland Main Funk
All right, guys, you, uh, this is um, a big segment, and I'll tell you why. Because we have an interview today um, with the guys from Cold Shoulder. They're San Francisco-based hard rock slash kind of heavy metal band. So, more hard rock, but these guys are really awesome. Uh, they really know how to carry an interview. You'll see that, you know, when I mess up, they'll definitely, they definitely kind of rebound from that. It's, it's, you'll have to listen to it. Um, it, these guys are really awesome. You can check out their music. We'll leave their their link tree in the um, in the description so you can check out all their stuff. And um, without any further ado, I hope you enjoy this interview. Um, well, you'll see me later. Yes. All right. What do you say we get into the interview? Sounds good. All right. So um, just want to start off with a. Just kind of like a broad. Well, actually, first um, for for the listeners, could you um, introduce yourselves and uh, which instrument you play? What what's sort of your role in the band? Uh, Joe, you start. Uh, I'm Joe Faria. I play guitar in Cold Shoulder. I'm Jacob. You cut <laughs> out there, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm That's Jason. Jacob. Drums. I play, yeah, Jacob on drums. <laughs> I'm Jason Kenny. I play bass. And this is Marcus, and I am on the vocals. Awesome. All right. And um, so uh, I guess we'll get into questions now. Excellent. So I think everyone. So everyone's kind of wanting to know what's what's the story behind the band. You know, I know you guys kind of found each other on a. Uh, off a of Craigslist ad. So how was that process? Like, was it hit and miss or one and done? How, how, what's, what's the story of the band? Uh, Joe, why don't you tell that one? Uh, yeah. So, um, Jason and I, and, um, alternatively Marcus and Jacob have played together, uh, for a while in different bands. Uh, me and Jason, you know, jamming whatever for probably over, seven to ten years something within that range um yeah and me me and jacob were we've been in some projects before and then uh had done other bands as well we hadn't met each other though no yeah we Uh, we hadn't met each other yeah um but i put out a craigslist ad uh looking for a drummer or yeah drummer and a singer because jason and i play guitar and bass and uh you know, we auditioned a few different people for singer and, and drumming and, you know, it, it just either wasn't a fit or, um, and I, and I hate to say it, but like the, the level of talent, I guess, wasn't there. Nice people, but just not, not up to what we were trying to do. Um, but you know, that went on for a few months and honestly, I was, I was going to kind of take the Craigslist ad down because it was probably like a three, four month thing where me and Jason just couldn't really find anybody, you know, same music styles, uh, wanting to do the same kind of stuff and all that. Uh, and then just finding the right people. Uh, and then one day I got an email from, uh, Marcus and alternatively Jacob, they sent two separate emails (laughs) and, uh, we uh we set up a day to meet. I, they they sent me like their samples from uh their their previous band that they were a part of, and uh you know it was like damn these guys are they're killer like they're amazingly talented. You know let's see what happens. 
and we uh, ended up meeting at a Chili's over <laughs> here in uh, the Bay Area, and um, just decided to jam, you know, one day and see where it goes. And we learned a few covers or whatever. And I had a couple songs written that Marcus put some lyrics to, and jam those, and that's basically it. Every everything from there is what you see now. Huh. That's really yeah. And then cool. we had this. Then we had to pick a band name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, you ask your question first. We'll get into that. Oh, I was I was just going to – I was literally just going to ask, uh, where did the name Cold Shoulder come from? Uh, Jacob, you want me to take it or do you want to take that one? That's all you, Marcus. So uh, we've been trying to come up with names for a while. Um, I've been brainstorming names because me and Jacob knew we wanted to do something. So I've been brainstorming names. I remember – sitting around with Jacob and we were coming up with, well, what are our influences? And they were all over the place. Maybe that'll lead us to where we should be going now. And uh, we had a cool name, Joe and Jason, I think you were part of this too. And if you weren't, I apologize, <laughs> but we, we were liking the name anchor down and uh, every band goes, this process you come up with a name and then you look it up and you go there's 97 bands with that name <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh we had come up because we wanted to have something fun something that sounded fun while being tough and so you know there's a lot of bands that are like uh, face punch or something like that <laughs> and and we came up with cold shoulder you know and it's it's two things it's it's given the cold shoulder cool you know we just i just had a I, I kind of mentioned to some of you yesterday. I, I had a uh, one other interview before you guys, and it was a uh, it was a one man brutal death metal project, and he uh, his the name of his band was Rectum Torture. So, <laughs> <laughs> and like um, a one man tortures me. Yeah. <laughs> so, for Jason and Joe, who put up the ad, is the sound that you have now what you were looking for? Or did you have something else in mind when you were first starting out? Um, I mean, it it was almost kind of seamless because uh, I'm, uh, we we all kind of like '90s rock, you know, popular rock stuff, along with all the the classics and everything in modern mm-hmm. 2000s and on stuff. You know, our our influences kind of are everywhere, um, but I think all of them meshed into kind of what we all wanted to do um i wouldn't really call us like a throwback band even though you know i, I love that kind of music but it i i am definitely not unhappy with what we <laughs> put together that's for sure <laughs> oh yeah you guys have awesome music you guys are i i can definitely see how talented each of you are and um kind of coming off from that how do you uh kind of balance each of your musical styles because you all seem to have a very unique style in your playing but how do you balance that and have such good music come from that and not here's yeah here's you guys everyone say their influences and then jason dunk on everyone's influences <laughs> with cooler stuff that you listen to <laughs> all right uh yeah joe rattle off a few of yours uh Probably top five would be Alice in Chains, Foo Fighters, Van Halen, uh, Guns N' Roses, and probably Soundgarden. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Jacob? 
Uh, Breaking Benjamin, Nickelback, Savelle, Seven Dust, Eminem, Allison Chains. <laughs> Marcus, all you now. I don't think so. Yeah, hmm. I can't hear him. Huh. I'm still here. Oh, there you can go. Can you not hear me? Oh, here. Can, can you hear me now? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. For me, I love uh, the Beach Boys. I love the Who. Um, I love Guns N' Roses. They're freaking awesome. Uh, Audio Slave, Soundgarden, and Nickelback. Can't deny it. <laughs> oh, see there. That's a big one, too. Right on. Yeah, yeah. some of my influences, uh, they range all over the place, man. Um, uh, starting back from Blues Brothers. Um, I love blues. I love the old blues. Uh, Gary Clapton, B.B. King. Uh, Kev Mo, and then I jump all the way to like metal. I'd be like Metallica, Seven Dust, Nothing More. I really Ooh. like Dream Theater too. Ooh yeah. Um, you can go some. Nothing 80s. More is great. Love Nothing More. Nothing <laughs> More and Carnival. Uh, shoot, we can even go like classic rock. I love Bad Company. Um, some Eagles. Um, jump straight to country. <laughs> I'm inspired by them as well. I can get easily inspired by like just hearing one harmony note, and I'm like, oh man, there's a thousand ideas in my head right now. That's really cool. I, the I, bassist is always the most talented person in the band. <laughs> yeah, what it seems like. Uh, I try. Yeah. Let's try. <laughs> so, so uh, I can definitely hear all those different influences in your music, and I, I really enjoy how you guys can kind of mash all that together and keep it. But keep it sounding unique and original. I think that's really cool how you guys do that. No, thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Something definitely to do with all our styles meshing together and uh, just kind of has a unique blend. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And uh, so how, how did you, um, you know – you kind of got all these influences and that kind of like influenced you to get into like playing music and learning how to do all this stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And so how did you actually learn to, did you, your instruments or to sing? Did you take lessons or did you read a book or how did you kind of do that? Uh, for me, um, I, and I learned by learning songs that I liked so I never probably should have, but I never took any like training or had an instructor or read books or anything. Um, I would just put on songs I like and crudely try to play along to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, fast forward to now I use YouTube and all this other technology to like learn things, but still I always fall back to, cause I don't really know how to read music or anything. Yeah. So I just fall back to listening to the song, memorizing it and playing along to it. So I guess, Technology's changed, but my my technology hasn't. <laughs> wow. <That's> so cool. <laughs> um, for me, singing, um, I was the kid when I was three years old. I was singing to the people in the grocery store. <laughs> um, so, you know, singing uh, through church and then um, doing like musicals, theater performances, things like that. Um, and then... I took a little bit of vocal training uh, a little later. Um, you know, I always enjoyed singing, but after singing a lot, <laughs> I was like, I need to learn how to protect my voice. 
Um, <laughs> so I took some lessons. It was valuable. Learned some um, some new parts of my voice to use, and then started auditioning with bands. <laughs> awesome. Interesting. Um, as a guitar player, I I started out taking lessons, and then my guitar teacher moved away probably about like eight months into learning. So I just hopped on YouTube and uh ultimateguitar.com for all <laughs> yeah. the tabs. See yeah. when I click on it, I go to the chord section. I'm like, where's the easy version? Right. You know, <laughs> I don't want these seventh chords. Just give me the root. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I play it with power chords? Is it in drop D? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah I that that that's basically, I mean, I learned my basics from my guitar teacher, like, you know, uh, the open chords and bar chord and everything like that. But everything else, songs, other techniques, all YouTube and uh, ultimate guitar, you know, tabs, all that kind of stuff. And listening to just listening to the songs and playing along to it. Wow, that's really cool. Joe, when you learn a guitar solo... How do you do it on ultimateguitar.com? That's there's so much. Yeah. Um I listen to the song and then I play along with it and honestly most of the time unless it's like a really popular song there's like a few notes or like different things that are wrong with it. So that's why I listen to it and play with it. And then mm-hmm. um sometimes like cuz certain notes are um they're Not the, in the same, same. Well, mode they're the, or whatever they're the same higher up like so say like i'm on the 12th fret you know uh high e and then i go to the fifth fret b string it's the same note but i'm playing everything uh, down like on the 12th fret in the e position like and they're they're writing oh let's play up here on the fifth it's like no i'm just gonna stay down here because <laughs> there's no reason to go up there so huh that's the fingers I'm, of fury <laughs> yeah yeah. I've always wanted to learn music, but I like what what do you do you have any suggestions for anyone trying to get into music? Like Ooh. at all? Yeah, Jason, give him suggestions on how to be a music prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh all I can say it is any listeners or musicians is uh you gotta invest the time. Um the beginning is the hardest. Uh it definitely it seems grueling. The exercises are painful after a while, you know, we're super repetitive, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, you know, but all those are necessary. Like they're all the building blocks to what you need. Um, stacking the chords, the harmonies, the chord formulas, like it all is derived from practicing and practicing is everything. Um, even <laughs> professional musicians today, like that's just all they do, man. They do those practicing the scales over and over again. Um, also, I can say just play what you want. Play whatever song you are inspired by. You heard a Taylor Swift song and you're like, hey, I really like that <laughs> melody. I like that song. Play it. Pick it up. Like, do it. Um, huh. I'd say the same thing for blues or something like that. Just uh, the only way you can do it is just to do it. I want to take you back on that real quick. You know, uh, Jason, you said play what you want. You said Taylor Swift. Jacob, that was totally me random. and Jacob have been jamming uh, Kelly Clarkson since we've been gone lately. <laughs> we were talking Dude, about that the some, other day. There is some magic in there. Uh, if you're singer. if you're looking for a reason, you want to see what the light at the end of the tunnel is like for like learning music theory. 
pick a song you like on Rick Beato's What Makes This Song Great, and you see all the things that he can describe, and it makes you go, man, I want to learn everything. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Wow. That I've never that's that's really uh insightful. <laughs> um so kind of coming off from how you play music, how do you write music? Do you guys kind of gather up in a room and bounce ideas off each other? Do you write your own stuff and come in with it or how does it work? So when we started, it was um you know, we both I say both just cuz both we were in pairs when we joined. Um, like Joe had some songs that were like mostly done instrumentally. Um, and then with lyrics and, um, me and Jacob were more like bringing full songs. So then there were some, I'm pretty sure there was some that came out just organically, but Mm -hmm. you're still kind of in that phase of like, you're forming a band and really learning how the other person writes, so to speak. Um, and then comparing that against what you have. So it's, it's interesting. One of the most challenging things is um, even now we're ha- having issues and it's funny because you just got to learn how to say it. Um, for example, if Joe is thinking of something as uh, one measure, I might be thinking of two measures because I'm counting it different in my head. So when we're saying do it one time or do it two times. It gets, it gets confused, um, but it's a fun process. Hmm. And so, I've, I, I was kind of wondering, and I, wa- and I wanted to get to this at some point in the um, interview. T- could you tell us a little bit about your new single, Can You? Uh, how, how did you write that? What's the kind of ideal behind it? Uh, who wants to take that one? Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you... Um... I think I'd had the guitar riff for a while and I think we actually jammed it on like three different ideas on different things. And it's just like, Oh yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Never really moved on with it or anything. Uh, went to other stuff. Um, but then I, I, I wrote like the actual full thing, like chorus verse intro. And then the other stuff came later. And then, uh, me and Marcus worked on lyrics. Um, Jacob had the cool like uh, the drum beat for that that intro riff. I would I guess the main riff, whatever it'd be called. Uh, you know, kind of doing big drums and then I, I don't I, I wouldn't know what it's called, Jacob. But like full time <laughs> and like full time and then going to double time, I guess like the quick turnaround there. Um, but that that's that's basically how it goes. We'll just come up with an idea and we'll go from there, whether it's a riff or a full song or Marcus has lyrics and a strumming pattern or what whatever. Um but that's yeah, kind of how the intro idea. Yeah. Yeah, that that's kinda how can you and then yeah, we were like, Well, Jason, just throw your bass as the intro. That's cool. Like throw the distortion on, that's tight. So I mean that's that's that. Uh the idea about it, uh, uh the um the form of it, I guess the song is, you know, about relationships and everything like that. Obviously, can you love me? Can you hate me? You know, how how to deal with all that and in in that territory. All right. We're going to take a little break from that. And we're just going to play you cold shoulders, a new single called can you, they released it, uh, well, less than two weeks ago. So 
please check it out. It's really awesome. And they were just talking about it on the interview, so I thought it was a, it would be a good time to cut in and just say that. So, this is added in in post, just so you know. So, anyway, Cold Shoulders' new single, Can You, coming up next on Phenomena Nations. We'll be uh, right back. Enjoy.
Hey Luke, you look sad again. Yeah, I am. I just wish there was a place where I could buy Phenomenation's ankle socks, duffel bags, travel mugs, and baby clothes. Well, what a coincidence. Because Max Pichetto, Phenomenation's podcast, just set up a merch store on Spreadshirt.ca. Or .com if you're American. Well, really? Yeah, you can find it in our link tree, which, that, which will be in the description. And not only that... You can get all the items that you wanted, and normal stuff, like shirts, What's pajamas. What's normal about this? It seems like like an odd request for ankle socks of a podcast, but... I mean, you can get them if you want! Yeah. You can go on there and customize your shirts, um, sweaters, mugs, and all different sorts of things with all the different designs that I've all uploaded. So, yep. More to come. More... More designs to come. Do you feel better now? Luke? Yeah, I feel great. That's good to hear. I'm gonna go order some ankle socks. Oh yeah, and a duffel bag so you and can carry baby clothes. And baby clothes so we can carry all this merch. I don't know. He's carrying it all in the duffel bag, not the baby clothes. Check it out in the link tree in the description. Huh? That's really cool. And uh, do do your lyrical themes kind of? go with that like throughout your other songs do they kind of go <laughs> parallel with that or do they, are they different uh, so yes and no so you know I, I think every band has songs that are more serious than others or um like we we enjoy things like dio <laughs> uh, things that maybe aren't maybe aren't true um but are fun so like don't don't call me as like it's meant to be like a headbanger fun song and it, we're talking about you know girls and, and drugs and that's really just not us <laughs> but it's fun you know it's fun um yeah. so like that's a fun ridiculous song um a song like know your enemy you know would also be one that's a little more serious kind of like can you and that's um that's definitely uh, there's things that reflect real experiences and then there's some things that are just for fun Generalized, huh. personalized, yeah. For the storytelling of it, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. And do, do you kind of hope to evolve to something different than what you kind of do now? Or do you kind of want to keep it like you are now when you kind of do a serious song and a fun song? Or how's that going to, do you want, how do you want that to pan out in the future? Um, you know we're we're fun guys we we're loose <laughs> so you know we we want to keep it fun you know we're we're kind of cheesy and um so we want to make sure songs are fun um lyrically things can you know they're sometimes they're not always goofy um yeah. but even a song that's about a serious subject can still be fun to listen to Mm-hmm. Um, there's some music man that you hear it and you're like I can only listen to this every now and again because <laughs> um, it, it makes you uh, too upset <laughs> yeah you know like there's I can think of I, I can't think of an example right now but there's like millions of songs you know that I can uh, that I listen to like it has a super serious meaning but it's it's so fun to listen to and um, yeah my chemical romance yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, coming from your, like, kind of opposite from, not not opposite, but coming away from your, just lyrics in general, but do you guys kind of stand for something? Like, 
as a band or do you just kind of do it for the music and less for trying to get like a personal message out? Um, I mean, we enjoy playing the music, right? Um, <laughs> but for us, uh, if there's a message, I guess, I, I think it means a little something different to all of us. But for me, it's just embrace what you love. Um, you know, everyone gets to bring elements to the band that they love. I, I love being a little cheesy. Um, and, and there's no reason that rock can't be fun like that. Um, that's one of the things that we, we talk about we miss from 80s and 90s music is they were having fun um, backstage, offstage. Um, and so we want to, for me, it's it's fun. That's awesome. I, I like to hear people thinking like that, you know, because like a lot of me- modern music is just people trying to take themselves too seriously. And that's not fun, you know, that's not it doesn't always make for good music. I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to call anyone out, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, sometimes, but for the most part, it's just kind of, why do you got to take yourself so seriously? But <laughs> um, I kind of want to move away from the songwriting process now and more towards the band dynamic. So is so what what's kind of like the best and worst experience each of you have had being in uh cold shoulder so far? Dude, that's hard. <laughs> the best experience is playing uh playing shows that have, you know, a full room there. The worst experiences are showing up and you're playing to the bartender. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's how it is. It's funny it's too. Uh, sometimes it's not expected. Yeah, expect the unexpected. Um, I don't know. I'd say fun times or like best times. Honestly, it's it's funny to say, but when we're in the creative process and um, everyone's married to their idea, it in so much that. He's gone. Am I lost? He's dead. No, there you are. <laughs> no, okay. you back. Oh, I was saying it's some people view it as a negative, but I think the um, uh, songwriting process where we disagree is fun. Um, something that is a negative for everyone travel. <laughs> yep. Indeed. <laughs> uh, best, best experience in the band. Uh, I don't know, probably that one gig where we sold out all of our merch to the full room. That's definitely the, <laughs> that was a awesome. that was a good one. Uh worst experience was when we almost had to throw down with another band and then played to a bartender because they took our spot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I almost got into a fight that night. Yeah. <laughs> so Oh, another good one when we played with Crowbot. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I'm, what I've never I've heard of those guys, but I've never listened to them. What are What are they about? Like they're their... like they're they're fun, man. They're like a root like a groovy hard rock band that's like Soundgarden and almost a little like Dio. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. They're fun, man. Check out they're the they're fun. They embrace the fun. Yeah, they're really cool. Their the frontman's a great performer and a phenomenal singer. 100%. That, that's pretty cool. I'll check them out. 
And so, you know, I, I live in, like, the middle of, like, nowhere Saskatchewan, all right? And, <laughs> and, I, and I'm just – and there's not a lot of venues and places where people play music. Is it kind of different in, like, San Francisco? Like, do you are, – are you – is it easy for you to find places to play music or do you still have to do quite a bit of digging and uh, work to find places to play? Um, there's a lot I, I of think, places to play. Oh yeah, Jacob, you take that one. Yeah, there's a lot of places to play. Um, playing there is another another topic of discussion. But th- there's quite a few venues. Um, the the last year's kind of taken some good ones out. But um, around San Francisco, um, Sacramento has been really kind of popping off for our kind of type of music for hard rock and stuff. Um, but a lot of these venues, they want you to promise, you know. a you could bring X amount of people. Um, so with that comes selling tickets and stuff. Oh, yeah. The opportunity is there. There, there, there are venues. It's not like we're, uh, yeah, in the middle of nowhere and stuff. So you, we just have to put in a little bit more legwork because there are a lot of, there's a lot of bands too trying to play that same gig. Yep. Huh. So, so there's a lot of competition where you are for the, that kind of music that you play? Yeah, so bigger scene means more people in it. Oh, yeah. And then we kind of fall in this weird spot because there's a lot of, like, metal, um, you know, really, really heavier music. So there's some bills that, you know, we might know the guys in the band and we could probably get the gig, but it, it, the, we're going to get bananas and beers thrown at us because we're like Taylor yeah. Swift compared to some of the <laughs> other bands. So, and, um, and, you know, we try to be a little picky, too, like yep. where we're saying, okay – what can we get from the show? And that's not to mean like, oh, it's, you know, haha, we're taking advantage. But are these shows that are going to put us in front of people that, you know, would enjoy our style of music? Um, you know, and exactly. there's there's a, almost like a business element to it. I mean, I guess it is. <laughs> of, of, you know, being around people that are into new music, right? Aren't just looking for something, you know, that's been done before. Like, oh, I really like, you know, whatever genre, it doesn't matter. Um, so people who are actively looking for new music, are we are we in front of those people? That's awesome. So do you often find, uh, do you often play shows where you have a very responsive, uh, positively responsive crowd? Or is it kind of like 50-50 or how does that work? We were starting to get some better shows kind of traction can we we say that yeah can we Uh, sorry you kind of cut out what'd you say Uh, the sickness can we talk about that or i don't care okay i was gonna say yeah jacob are we allowed to say the bands is what i'm saying yeah yeah we can okay yeah you do it then yeah so we had a show we had shows lined up with uh saliva and red jumpsuit apparatus um like some you know bands that are actually established and stuff um so we were getting some traction and things were starting to happen um and the you know some of the the last shows we played we were seeing a more response there was definitely like a some momentum building Mm -hmm. um you know but those shows are probably gonna happen for us (laughs) so um they're just rescheduled and we're waiting for dates and stuff but um you know at the time it was kind of soul crushing but you know everything's kind of so like so covid is kind of 
messed with your guys' music, right? So how has it, like, been... Of course, there's negatives and positives to it, but overall, has it been more negative and posit- or positive? And, well, not positive, but has it helped the music in some way, like writing? Or what has it done for you? I think it turned into a positive. Um, once we kind of got over the gut punch, um, we ended up writing an EP, um, writing a bunch of songs, filming a bunch of videos. We got a lot of stuff done. So... Um, I think the initial negative, we've grown a lot as a band during this time. That's just my opinion. I don't know. What about you guys? Yeah. You know, I, with, you know, different travel arrangements and different rules and uh, regulations, you know, it's forced us to do more writing independently, um, which has been fun because you have, you're kind of forced to flesh out an idea a little more, um, before saying to the band or uploading it on our uh, little server or whatever um, for Hmm. people to look at and so it's fun because it's letting us create we're learning to create more efficiently um, and get through ideas quicker you know assess is this good is this bad okay next thing okay this is good let's go Um, I don't know it's made for me it's made me put in more work as a songwriter which I think has made for a better product same that's pretty cool. So it's kind of like a blessing and a curse almost. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a good way to put it. <laughs> and so, so um, from then to, from then to now, from when you guys kind of had to do stuff independently and when you were kind of allowed to be all together, how, how, how did you avoid conflicts or kind of, you know, minimize the negative effects from that from then when you when you guys could all be together to now? Is it easier or harder? Hmm. It was definitely a lot harder to get together at first. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's best to be safe as possible. Um, you know, and everything, especially with each other. It was just like, hey, man, I know you're fine. I know I'm fine. But we Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, we had to play it safe for a while. And then, but in the meantime, we were able to upgrade our equipment, such as computers, whatnot, get more webcams, have more access to the internet availability. And then we were able to collaborate that way more through uh, Discord, Zoom, you know, having meetings online, uh, tossing yep. ideas at each other. So it actually allowed us to be more, uh, what's the word? Uh, consistent. Yep. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah, we had an old school approach before everything where we would have ideas, get together, have no idea what we're going to do, um, <laughs> maybe get a song done that day. Um, to where now we could have 10 ideas show up, you know, get through, realize seven of them suck, and then work on the three that are good. Um <laughs> And, you know, potentially leave with, like, three songs that are almost done. So, um, yeah, more productive. For for one really good song, that means you had uh, 15 good songs, which means you had written, you know, it it takes so many ideas to get to a good song. Um, Yeah, for every one we go with, there's five that are in the trash. (laughs) Huh. Some that get cut off real quick, and we're like, no, nah, it's not worth it. Next thing. <laughs> it's interesting. So it's kind of like, 
you guys had to figure out how to write stuff on your own, sort of? Or, like, kind of, maybe not figure it out, but more master it, right? Yeah, I find myself writing a lot of verse-chorus songs and just throwing a bunch out, but it's easier to get to good ones because you're being more consistent. At least that's what it is for me. Hmm. Less distractions, I guess. And yeah, we had to figure out, like, it took a while to find a workflow that worked for us, too. Yeah, I think we're, we're still trying to figure that out, but it's getting better. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, kind of like, uh, how do you avoid fights in a band, you know, like, or minimize, like, the crap that comes along with it? You don't? No, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just let it happen. <laughs> I think it's important to uh, understand what the other person's trying to get across. So again, like I was talking about the language at the beginning where it's like, how are you counting things? The first thing is make sure we're speaking the same language. Because <laughs> um, a lot of the time that's where the misunderstanding is. So, um, And then also understanding what is whoever came up with the song, what are they trying to do with it? Uh, we say that, like, where's the song going? Um, so understanding more about what the other person's written. And also, you know, if you have a strong opinion, you got to you gotta say why. Hmm, I like that. So, like, you guys kind of have, like, a understanding. Like, you can't just have an opinion without having, like, something behind that opinion and just trying to, like, cause a fight or something or, you know, trying to push something or whatever. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's that thought you have where it's like, this may really change things, um, but I think it might sound good and we got to try it. <laughs> and so and what what we're saying is we got to try everything. Hey, if you have an idea, let's make sure we at least try it. Hmm. That's really cool. Like to like to hear kind of how other people deal with conflict. You know, it's a it's it's different than how a lot of people I know deal with it because just. It, and especially, you know, you guys are in a band. It, it it must be different, and with being friends and stuff. So that's kind of cool to hear. I like to hear how other people do that kind of stuff. Absolutely, and, it's like it's like we're a family, you know. Yeah, being around each other for a while, <laughs> buttheads, yeah. but we're working around it. Yeah, it's we're like uh, we're we're business partners, brothers, and it's like we're married to each other all at the same time. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> It's, it's balancing a lot of different relationships into one thing. But at the end of the day, we all need each other. So. Absolutely. That's awesome. Love to hear that kind of stuff. Good. Uh, I love to hear when, you know, like a band is uh, our friends, you know, where you guys can stand each other. Like um, Pantera, you know, like I was reading uh, a book, you know, Pantera. Um, yes. Golly, that guy's such an underrated singer. Go listen to that first album, Cowboys from Hell. Oh, that oh my album, god, it's so good. Wait, what band? Shut Pantera. Up. Pantera. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where so, are they from? <laughs> so they kind of had a, a weird dynamic. They didn't really hang out, or they weren't really too much friends outside of being in the band. You know, so. And and that's I think that's kind of what led to their downfall. And um, it's it's cool to hear like a, a band like you being pretty good friends, you know. Like and I and I like that because 
that means you guys are going to be around for a while and i really like your music so that's cool (laughs) (laughs) and um (laughs) and kind of coming off all the like kind of disputes and stuff like that how what what's kind of your well maybe not coming off of that but sort of related to things that have happened what's what's like the biggest hurdle that you've individually had to overcome to be where you are today kind of sort of successful for uh what you're doing you know and where you are right now uh can you uh it's a tough question question? sorry oh yeah sorry um what's kind of the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome to be where you are right now and be as successful as you are like you're not like metallica but you're still fairly successful for uh, what you do. What's what have you had to overcome to do that? Hmm, that's like a good personally. question. Um, me personally, um, I'm a very big like '80s metal fan, so Metallica, Iron Maiden, Testament, blah blah blah, you name it, like digga 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 digga, all that stuff. <laughs> uh, so trying to become a better songwriter and not just relying on like the palm muting and a little thing here, like actually trying to make interesting riffs or interesting progressions and stuff like that. Not just the, the normal, okay. Like I know exactly where this is going to go, uh, kind of thing. And it it, like sounds the same. I mean, I I definitely have my influences, but I try to do different things. Like I'm a a big stone temple pilots fan. So I like to kind of see, how his playing style is and like, see, Oh, this guy's using this kind of chords. How could I go, you know, learn these kind of chords and throw them into my songwriting stuff like that. So just becoming a better writer and player. Huh. That's pretty awesome. I, lo- I like to, it, that's cool to hear that your, your hurdle is being a better musician. That's awesome. Very poignant. They can, yeah. Um, um, I think for me, uh, it, at least as how it pertains to what it brings to the band, is um, kind of embracing uh, not being pigeonholed. And by that, I mean, um, I, I think people get really stuck on, okay, this is what the band sounds like, so this is how I sing. Um, so for me, it's being comfortable um, trying things that I haven't done in the past. Uh, that's been my biggest hurdle is how it pertains to writing the music. Hmm. So, so you're kind of like, you don't, you're, you're trying not to be stuck in one position, trying to expand your horizons for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Don't want to be stuck in one position. And that's, you know, when it comes to the writing process, that's, that's an important thing. Like, don't define what you are yet. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> if not ever, right? You, you know, I think bands, they sometimes fall into this trap where it's like, oh, this is what we sound like, so keep doing that. Uh, sometimes a band gets its best material when they evolve. That being said, man, if you got something good, don't lose it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so that's pretty cool. I like to, I like to, you know, kind of i i like that you guys uh kind of want to be better musicians and stuff and that's kind of your goal and hurdle and stuff and i think that's really cool 
yeah you you see really talented musicians and you could either be jealous upset or humble about it <laughs> um, and so we're always like hey let's let's be the best we can be hmm. that's that's, that's um, insightful oh yeah that's one of my big, biggest influences too is watching other musicians um uh i get a lot of requests to go fill in for gigs here and there but not only that but i love listening to the other players play and be like wow that's such a cool hi-hat thing he did or what's that cool off rhythm that's a great harmony note you know i learned i hear one little note and i get inspired really easily yeah no, i guess my biggest hurdle was uh like before this band i was in more of a like i don't know more of a metal band and stuff um and really focusing on the songwriting from um from drums as well as like i've and i'm learning trying to learn other instruments and trying not to pigeonhole myself into just being i'm just a drummer like that was kind of my mindset before hmm. like uh kind of like marcus was saying you don't want to be stuck in one place right cool it's awesome Definitely to hear limit yourself yeah yeah limiting yourself only like limits yourself man <laughs> far out dude yeah the limit is the limit so there is, are no limits zang <laughs> okay. i like to play there's the song take to the limit <laughs> hey that's a great song by battle beast yeah <laughs> and so kind of like um not uh, not to be like uh no 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 i'm trying to think of the best way to word this but like uh sort of in, instead of something that you've overcome what is something that you what's your biggest fear or something that you'd like to overcome in the future? Hmm. Uh, how much I'm afraid of tomatoes. <laughs> I try them once a year, and I still never like them. Do you really not like tomatoes? Dude, I, uh, yeah, so it's a texture thing. I, like, oh. I, I think I want it to be watermelon. <laughs> those are two very different sizes of, yeah. of... <laughs> and now, I, I don't mind ketchup i enjoy ketchup uh i like marinara sauce you know even if it's a finely cut like what's that called like bruschetta where there's like a little tomato whatever on top i can do that so that tells me it's a texture thing hmm. yeah <laughs> it's it is definitely off-putting you know, like the grape tomatoes are fine, but like oh, the... those are worse. Those are the worst. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Cherry <laughs> tomatoes. If I mouth. wanted a grape, I'd eat a grape. Get <laughs> 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 me upset. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely get that, man. Tomatoes are weird. It's not an apple. It's not firm enough. No. Definitely not an apple. <laughs> it is definitely it. not an apple. <laughs> <laughs> I have to cut this thing. What's going on? I don't know. And it's like a fruit or something. So No, tomatoes are vegetables. Fruits taste good. 
They are. Exactly. That's what I've always said. That's what I've always <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tomatoes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's what you want to overcome yes <laughs> put it down put it on the wikipedia page <laughs> <laughs> wikipedia yeah <laughs> oh tomatoes yeah um, and I, I, guess I try I not to focus on the fears just so <laughs> those will cripple you <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. I'd say definitely one of mine, chiming in on that. Uh, one of my biggest fears, for sure, is uh, is acceptance, really, or failure. Uh, that's the biggest fear of all. Um, but the only way to overcome that is to shoot your shot. It's it's put it out there. See where shoot it lands. Your shot see who likes it. it. See who doesn't. Absolutely. You want to see where it grows. It, you never know. You plant a bunch of plants, six plants, for example. One plant might flourish, the five might die. You never know. But that's my biggest fear, but the only way to overcome that is to do it. Yeah. You know, and, like, if you try it, like, and it doesn't work out, what do you, you only lost a little bit of time. You know, you still have the rest of your life to figure it out. My, my favorite quote is, uh, you lose or you win from the failures. You learn from the failures. You don't learn from the wins. Absolutely. Me too. That's what I'm pretty much saying. Yeah, it's Eat, amazing. Man. But Jacob, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. <laughs> 30 seconds later, yeah, that song's not the winner, dude. <laughs> I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> now, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to end off the big questions with more of a. Well, this isn't the last, the second last question, but kind of like a, a little bit more of a fun question. Um, it, it seems that uh, there seem there seems to be a a big disconnect from like people my age. I'm like 15, all right, and it seems there seems to be a big disconnect from people my age. And good music, you know, it seems pe- <laughs> seems people only listen to what they're told is good, kind of, you know, like sheep, for lack of a better term. <laughs> so, what's kind of kind of what's the what's the dumbest question that you've been asked from a younger person, you know, about your music? Ooh, does mm. it gent? I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 huh? I can't think of anything. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, it, there's no, you know, a dumb question. What is a dumb question, right? You, if you have a question, ask. Um, I, I don't know. Dumb questions. They're usually more based on assumptions, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. They they see you play. They some some kids will be like, oh, I assume that was easy. And maybe just think about it, and you're like, dude, you don't realize this little thing I'm doing here. Um, but that's more funny than uh, upsetting. Yeah. 
um, the last interview I had with the, I was telling you about the guy, rec- the guy from Rectum Torture. <laughs> um, he yeah. was he was in a black metal band. So, you, have you guys ever heard black metal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he he was in a black metal band for a while with his brother or something. And um, cool. there was one time he was he was talking to me when he was at school, and some kid asked him, like, "Have you ever played with Metallica?" <laughs> that, that that was kind of yes yeah <laughs> okay yeah that'd be a good example yeah that's funny yeah and uh, yeah. of course all the time <laughs> the only like weird questions i don't know they're not even dumb it's just people that haven't necessarily been in bands like you know it could be your family members and stuff but yeah um they don't necessarily realize like how much work you're putting into a band Mm-hmm. And then they like treat your band like it's just this whole thing, you know. But like, like, like a hobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, excuse me. Now, uh, I guess that's kind of like the end of the interview. Kind of. I have a few more questions, but. Fun, fun questions. But before we kind of end off the big questions, I have one more question for you guys. Um, what are your plans for the future? Do you for to grow your band? What What are you going to try and do? Engage with the people who are interested with us. Yeah, um, we we try to form relationships uh, with people. You know, even if it's just a little message for someone who liked the post on Instagram or something, um, I think it's important that um, they like the people who are making the music, too. I think that's what makes the difference between a fan and someone who heard a song and liked it. Hmm. I like that. That's and and I, I definitely like um, I have a few friends that uh, heard of you through the show and they were telling me that. You guys are very uh, communicative, you know, like when they followed you, you sent them the message asking uh, what kind of music they were listening to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think I think that's a great way to. We also want to learn about the people who, who like us, one, because it's fun to, to have friends. But two, you know, there's it's like interesting what things about us made you interested in us because then it can help us learn and grow, too. So it's fun. <laughs> Cool. That's uh that's awesome, man. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> um y- yeah, and I, and I think that's what kind of drew me towards you guys is like kind of in- interesting me in your music is that you guys seem to be very out like outreaching, I guess. You, you know, you talk to your fans and I thought that was pretty cool, so I kind of that's and that kind of led us to now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, lo- I love having a great conversation, even if it's in person. Um, just a quick message. like, you know, well, let's have a chat. Like, what are your yeah. likes, dislikes? Like, uh, what do you want to hear more of? Yeah. I love that question. That's cool. That's cool. Now, I guess that's kind of the end of the big questions um, for the interview. And uh, But I do have a few fun questions that I uh, I like I like to do sometimes so or like okay. whenever I can so uh-oh um number 1 
So if you get to tour with one band, um, let's say a North American tour, you get to tour Ooh. with one band, who is it? Like for free? Oh, no. Like we're just going to tour with them? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's free. They, okay. they reached out to you. Let's pretend that. Gotcha. <laughs> wow. Well, my, mine would be Foo Fighters all the way. Oh, yeah, they're good. Uh, I, Dave Dave Grohl is the reason I picked up guitar, so that would just be like the the fantasy come true. Tenacious D, <laughs> <laughs> awesome! I love Tenacious D. Who doesn't? Pick Destiny is like the best movie of the two thousands. <laughs> it's up there, man. And School of Rock. I'm sorry, that movie's so great. Jack Black is is a very versatile actor. Very funny. Yeah. Got so much energy. <laughs> I love Jack Blake. Oh, uh, well, who would I want to see? I'd, I'd see there would be my choice. Ooh. Yeah, they're still putting out good music. Huh. Absolutely. I'd want to do like, I don't know, Royal Blood or Papa Roach or something. Those would be. Ooh, would be so Royal, Royal Blood. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Royal Tusk. <laughs> Royal Tusk. I, I would say, but I, we're like not a fit with them at all. Although we'd like to incorporate some of those elements. Yeah, I'm thousand. Uh, bring me the and just I want to be in front of those crowds. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, that kind of leads me to a question that I, I think I thought about it earlier, but what's the biggest crowd you've ever played? Like estimate. Ooh. Maybe we should say individually so that the number's not so low, guys. <laughs> yes. That that one show in Concord, the, the Vinny's one, that probably at least had 60 people, I'd say. Is that the biggest crowd you've played in front of, Jeff? Uh, for me, yeah. <laughs> we, and, and Cole, I know you guys have played in front of more people. I'm sure you've played in front. Oh, yeah, that's right. You had uh, – whatever. Um, for me, a uh, couple hundred, I don't know, uh, probably 500 or so. In other yes. venues more, but um, not with music. Hmm. Uh, probably for me, like, I don't know, 250, 300, something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, my, my biggest one was in Reno, actually, on an outdoor stage. Um I was doing a Blues Brother cover band, uh, <laughs> a tribute to the Blues Brothers called the <laughs> Blues Brothers Review. Anyways, it was probably about, it was outside, so I couldn't see sidewalks. So it was probably about a thousand, huh. maybe 800. Yeah, there's there so many people. Uh, we oh, opened no. up for war that day. That was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Please ignore the fire truck. I don't know how to mute it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it do you prefer playing in front of bigger or smaller crowds or like medium or or how how what do you what do you guys prefer personally as many as possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For> bigger, <laughs> at this point awesome you want to get your music out there oh yeah absolutely um 
back to the fun questions now. <laughs> um, what's the last thing each of you Googled? Oh. I can tell you right now. It's Google or DuckDuckGo. Ooh, DuckDuckGo. Um, the last thing I Googled. I'm like scared to jump off the podcast. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I Googled was uh, a website called Music Stacks, and I was checking the stats of our most recent single. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what are they? Uh, we just crossed a thousand, just crossed a thousand streams. Um, I was looking at a thing called a popularity score, and that's how you kind of get on the uh, Spotify playlist. So hmm. I'm a nerd, but <laughs> that's awesome. Last thing I googled My... was Lucy's yeah. cafe menu. I wanted to eat some. <laughs> My last thing I googled uh, was best. Uh, PlayStation One RPG games. <laughs> what was the one? I I kind of want to play Final Fantasy Nine because uh, I like the series, but I'm playing on my Vita, and I'm like, dude, if I can't fast forward, this is not gonna last. <laughs> the the last thing I googled was about um my my favorite nfl team because the nfl drafts today and i didn't like who they picked but that's oh, that's for oh, me who did they pick who did they pick uh trey lance from uh, north dakota state okay where where my boy zach wilson go to new york to get killed <laughs> to new york how did he end up in new york oh wait the jets right yeah the jets okay i thought he was the giants I was like no, wait the what jets Oh man, I feel bad for him already. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you got are you guys all like football fans or? I am. Uh, I like football. Um, I've been watching less sports, um, but I, I can't help but love football. I've been watching a lot of. Um, Fighting sports, combat sports, MMA, UFC. I was watching what's called a UFC Pride, where they would have these crazy, like the weight classes were huge. So you'd have like a 180-pound dude fighting a 260-pound dude. So I've seen a lot of those. Yeah, I literally do not watch sports, so. Yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> and... <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of sports, but if it's on, I'm not gonna turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> and um, kind of this is the last question, I guess. Um, if you could remove one mundane thing from your life, from your daily routine, what would it be? Can't be work or school or whatever. Ooh, that's a good question. Remove one mundane thing from my daily life. Uh, I, mm. it, it's so hard because there's so many yeah <laughs> i'll say something really trivial it's a mundane task i wish i wouldn't have to pluck my freaking eyebrows because your boy gets the unibrow if he doesn't watch out <laughs> <laughs> i'd imagine that would get pretty uh tedious after a while it's pretty hairy <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, one mundane thing would be okay. doing laundry. I I can't stand doing laundry, but uh, I have to do it every day. <laughs> that's not a fun thing. No, that's <laughs> it. It it's it's a it's a lame one, and it but it's it. it uh, I I just don't like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, mine would be uh, I would say I have to see just being lazy in the morning, like more. You gotta stop it. <laughs> get up. Get rid know. of that sleepiness, that drowsiness from waking up. Absolutely, exactly. I kind of just crawl. I like to sit and relax. <laughs> I mean, on the days that I don't do that, I feel great. Like I go and get some coffee, take a shower, you know, stuff like that. But most yeah. days, I'm just like, nah, I'm gonna sit here, scroll <laughs> my phone. <laughs> I, think, I think I thought of the objectively correct answer, and it's cut out driving time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never thought of that one. Oh, yeah, that would, cut, that would save a lot of time. Yeah, really. I like that. All right. That's awesome. Love talking to you guys. You too, hey, man. You too, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, thank you. man. Thanks for having us on. It was fun. No problem. If you guys ever want to come on again, just let me know. I'm all, I'm almost always open. You know, awesome. I'm, I'm I'm not too busy ever. So, <laughs> and um, if you have anything you ever want to promote, like your new EP when it comes out, I'd I'd love to promote that on my show. So, sweet, absolutely, man. Oh, yeah, I love to. Jacob. Uh, when's that date? Yeah, June June eleventh. June eleventh. Do you, do you guys have a name for it yet? It's self-titled. Okay. That's there. easy to remember. Yeah, old shoulder. All right, be on the lookout for that, ladies and gentlemen. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? Just a, I don't uh, know, check out Instagram. Yeah, okay. check out Can You. Click that link tree. Get on the website. All right. Well, I guess we could leave the your link tree in the description if you want. Sweet. That's what. All right. Cool. If there if there's anything else, I I, I just I respect your hustle, man. You're doing a podcast at 15. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been doing it for <laughs> yeah, three years. It's crazy. That's incredible. Three was, years. Good for you, man. man. Thanks. Dude, that's awesome. Thanks, man. And it, it's a. Uh, it's pretty cool. I just m- launched my merch store, actually. So, yeah, plug your own stuff, man. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thanks. Do you, do you guys have merch or or, or anything? Yeah, Absolutely. we do. Cool. What do what do you guys use? Do you use like a spreadsheet, or do you do it all by hand, or like? We use a uh, Printful. We we for online orders and shows, like for real life shows, we have a guy locally, but. Um, for our online orders, we go through Printful. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, again, unless you guys have anything else to say. I think we're good, man. Awesome. Thank you. Rolls, check out his podcast. <laughs> Thanks. And like I said, if you guys ever want to come back on, just let me know because I'd love to have you guys back on. All Absolutely. right, my guy. Appreciate that. All Take right. you up on See you guys. Have a good one. Thanks for coming on. That was our interview with Cold Shoulder. I hope you enjoyed it because I sure did. These guys are really cool. 
and I'm really glad they they um they asked to come on my show because I never would have even thought to ask because you know I'm a I'm uh I'm not the best with asking for interviews you know like the the two interviews that I've had were people asking to come on the show so you know and it's uh it's really awesome to hear these guys um talk and all this stuff and it's really interesting to hear about what it is to be in a band you know these these guys are really awesome so again go check them out we'll leave their link tree in the description so you can get all their stuff from there and yeah so what we're going to do now is we're just going to go to a uh, we're going to go to a break then we're going to come back I hope you I I, I should have said something. I, I hope you enjoyed the ad in mid in the middle of that uh in the middle of that interview. <laughs> Me and my brother made that. So we're and we also made another one which you will hear right now. So that's all we're going to do. It's not going to be a song. So we just it's yeah, yeah, whatever. And then we're going to uh sign off and yeah, you have to wait till next week for another episode. So I'm Max Pichette of Phenomena Nations. We'll be right back.